CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey folks, before we start the show, let's talk about our Amazon link, uh-oh, for the holidays at bobseska.com. Whether you're shopping for yourself or if you're buying music by one of our excellent indie bands, or if you're getting a jump on your holiday shopping without leaving your house, don't forget to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Our special link will take you to the front page of amazon.com where you can go shopping until you're dropping, and by doing so through our link, we receive a teeny tiny commission on some of your purchases. Thanks for shopping through our Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. What have you done to it? What have you done to its eyes? He has his father's eyes. What are you talking about, guys? his father not guy he came up from hell and begat a son of mortal woman hail satan hail satan satan is his father and his name is adrian he shall overthrow the mighty and lay waste their temples he shall redeem the despised and wreak vengeance in the name of the burned and the tortured hail adrian hail you out of all the world out of all the women the whole world he chose you he arranged things because he wanted you to be the mother of his only living son his power is stronger than stronger his might shall last longer than longer satan happy halloween bob seska devil now kindly undo these traps the bob seska show You know, about an hour and a half ago, I completely forgot this was Halloween week, so I had to get all the elements together. From a nation's capital, it is Tuesday, Rocktober 27, 2020, and this is the Bob Sester Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,377 of the Trump crisis. Holy shit, seven days until the 2020 presidential election. So let's bring him in, my good friend, Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank's News and Comments. Sit right over there. Hi, Buzz. Hi, hi, Bob. Hi, hi everybody. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And uh, we both tuck in our shirts while standing up. <laughs> uh, oh, I feel great today. I had a really, really good night's sleep last night. Oh, good. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure it's my new Joe Biden sheets and pillows. <laughs> learned about that in the debate. 
Uh, Clarence Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cla- Clarence Thomas, uh-huh. last night, I don't know if you saw, uh, he did the swearing in of Supreme Court Justice Barrett last barf, night. Barf, barf. Uh, yeah, I know. But And here was, the, in my opinion, the really odd thing about it. Uh, he asked her to raise her right hand, you know, and, and to put her left hand on a can of Coke. What is... I don't understand. Hey, hey, what does that mean? Oh, oh, and and the, this, of course, in the news this week, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Pence uh, heading now a coronavirus task force. Yes, that is now riddled with coronavirus. Right? Uh, isn't that sort of like finding out your fire department's on fire? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. And did you see the bandages and bruises on Mitch McConnell this week? Gross, yeah. Oh, man. Well, this is, we're relieved because we now know what happened. He apparently got those bruises while trying to tip over Lady Justice. <laughs> Again? It's not really yeah. funny. I'm just pissed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and scientists say they have confirmed there is, this is a, you and I both like the science. Mm-hmm. We both like the space monkey shows. Uh, scientists say they have confirmed there is water on the moon. Wow. And and they believe they've also spotted a Biden-Harris yard sign. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> All right. Kicking things off here on our Tuesday show with a great Rocky Mountain Mike. Fuck yourself. Not not Rocky Mountain Mike. I'm just saying, go fuck yourself, Donald Trump. Yeah, that's evergreen. Exactly. No. Yeah, I I think Rocky Mountain Mike understands, and uh, that's perfect for Halloween. Yeah. Did you notice, Buzz, that for the last two goddamn weeks, Donald Trump has been calling them hydrosonic missiles? The the super dupers are also called hydrosonic missiles. A hydrosonic is like a water pick device that you use on your teeth. Uh, <laughs> hypersonic is what uh-huh. Donald Trump is searching for in I his see. worm-ridden brain, and the worms are going, no, 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 we're not going to give you the correct name for this. You're going to be calling it a hydrosonic missile for the next couple of I, weeks. I don't know if it's my ears or uh, what, but now when I hear Trump on TV, yeah. it just all I hear is wah, 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 wah. It doesn't... I don't hear the words uh, hydrosonic or anything like that. I just hear that that noise. Yeah. When I hear Donald Trump on TV, I think of this. Yeah, that's that's what I hear. Yeah. There's nothing but whining, 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 whining. Oh, the world is so unfair to the billionaire president. Isn't it so tragic and sad? Oh, God damn it. I'm so sick of that. Uh, Salon today, I wrote my... Basically, my closing argument against Donald Trump, kind of a summation. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I've written over the last I've, four years. I, I've been, yeah, I, I was going to say we've been writing those every week for four years now. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it was easy to write because I kind of knew the material, so <laughs> I kind of dashed Here, it off quickly. And Here's my favorite joke of the week, and okay. it, it certainly isn't any of the ones I just told. But uh, I think the the best joke I've heard is uh, <laughs> a, a, folks are standing in line to vote, and a car drives up and says, uh, 
Uh, you know, they open the window and they say, how long you been waiting? And a guy in line yells, four years. I <laughs> <laughs> see there, bonus, there. bonus rim now shot that, right there. Yeah, that, That's a joke. That, that's a good... <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> well, we have a top five list coming up. I mean, we're loaded we with bits. We've got more Rocky Mountain Mike on the way oh, today. But, Excellent. you know, we're recording the show early so I can go on the John Melendez podcast later Amazing. today. Congratulations. Uh, this is uh, a big deal. Noon very, Pacific very... time, so you future people will have already had the uh, chance to listen to it. But now <laughs> it's this, It's one of those weird timing things where we're previewing something that's going to happen in the past once you finally get an opportunity to hear this show. I don't let know how it all say, works. It's something to do with the space-time continuum. Let me just say it was great, and uh, I'm so glad that you and John have now become close friends. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was touch and go there for a little bit because he well, was uh, sure. he was spending some time busting on uh, Stephanie Miller, and I didn't care for that too much. Oh, I, I let him know, and yeah. so that was well, not, good. That was not yeah. good. But he has since calmed down, and everything's fine. And you know, uh, I think <laughs> Hal Sparks was on his show. John Fugelsang was oh, on good. his show. So I figured, good. oh well, if they were on the show, of course I I can. Go on, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. that's uh, the Stuttering John uh, vodcast. It's going to be uh, streamed live on YouTube, and again, it's, so. it, it will have already happened by the time you hear this. So, I don't know why I'm saying it. Well, like I said, it went great. So, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so uh, <laughs> proud of my performance in the future. You should be. Yeah. Uh, we also tomorrow we've got Rachel Bittacoffer confirmed. Oh, she good, is confirmed. We, we lost Excellent. her uh, last week Bravo. to a, a scheduling snafu. This ah. week she is confirmed. We're going to get her final thoughts, her final projection yes. on the campaign and the election and so on and see see where we are in all of this because I am just on the edge of my goddamn seat with (laughs) anticipation and stress and nervousness and just Mm -hmm. waiting for the final thing to happen. I mean, that's just it. We're just waiting for that final, I don't know how to put this without referencing an orgasm. (laughs) The final (laughs) explosion. (laughs) (laughs) This deserves an orgasm. I think uh, that it's actually fortuitous that uh, Rachel Bittacoff couldn't be on your show last week and is on your show this week instead. Yeah. Here, you're going to have her on, what, like five, six days before the election. (laughs) That's that's pretty superb uh, because this woman, this person is brilliant. Yes. Uh, knows her numbers as and is inevitably correct. She's a straight talker. She's a new member over there at the uh, Lincoln Project, so we want to get oh, a little good. information about that, too. But also, you know what? Speaking of uh, guests, I'm yes. not going to announce, I'm not going to say who the guest is, but we have a Ooh. very special sit-in guest on the Thursday show uh, with Jody and T-Rex. We're going to have a, a third uh, cast member, or I should say a fourth cast member, if you include me. I guess you should. Mm-hmm. I guess you yeah. probably should include me in right. that number. But yeah, a very special surprise guest on the Thursday show. Wow. I'm not going to reveal who it is, but needless to say, it's it's going to be an exciting day. <laughs> exciting yes. in the show. And everyone else is going, well, why am I listening to this one? Well, we exactly, got, <laughs> exactly. I, we got a lot. I'll of, be leaving now. Yeah, we got lots of good reasons to listen to today's show. Don't go anywhere. Don't nobody move. Now um, we got some fun in store. And then finally, the last show note here is next week we're going to be doing uh-huh. the Tuesday show on Monday because <laughs> of this whole space time continuum thing that I've been talking about. If we do the Tuesday show on Tuesday. Uh, right before the election, it's going to be outdated. Hopefully, What's the point? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll we're do an get election it. eve show. That exactly, day. that'll be, that'll that'll be very exciting. Makes get it more in there sense. early, and then we're going to try to put together some sort of roundtable next Wednesday. I have no idea who's going to be on the roundtable. I haven't even talked about doing the roundtable until just right now, but that'll be uh, on Wednesday, the day I, after election day. Hopefully, we'll have lots of good news to talk about. <laughs> 
I, I will be with you on election eve. I will not be able to join you for the roundtable because that, of course, is my deadline day sure. for the, uh, the my, my Thursday newscast that, that will follow the election and, and hopefully help wrap everything up. Uh, yeah. But uh, I look forward to the, hearing the Wednesday show and... <laughs> And uh, all of the shows, it's, uh, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. Well, Wednesday, the roundtable, it'll just be me laying in bed smoking a cigarette. <laughs> That'll be the extent well, of the Wednesday show, the day it after. May, it may bring your highest numbers ever. Right. You or or I'm going to be nursing a terrible, terrible hangover. <laughs> One way or another, that's yeah. going to be the pulse-pounding Wednesday roundtable the day after the election. So, I saw a thread on social mm-hmm. media that was asking, you know, how do you plan to watch or spend election night yeah i don't know how to tell some of these folks who have these plans that uh, they may not have a result by bedtime it's I, true i i hope we do it's possible we will certainly if if uh especially if florida goes for for a biden yeah as as is entirely possible it's all over uh, the the trouble spot of course is pennsylvania oh yeah but uh florida. you know i we we may or may not have a result on election night so uh, you know, even I, I feel somebody said I'm going to stay up till 3 a.m. Oh, I feel sorry for that person because <laughs> I would hate to see them stay up that late, uh, only to be disappointed with yeah. maybe no definitive answer. Uh, we'll see. I'm I'm hoping and halfway expecting enough of a landslide that it that won't be an issue. Well, on the upside, I've been hearing the way MSNBC people have been talking on the air lately, it right. sounds like they're striving to have some kind of result on Tuesday night. Oh, sure. I sure. mean, it may not be entirely complete. Like, they may not have a full call. We may not have an official nationwide winner uh, Tuesday night, but we may have a strong indication where it's going to land based on uh, Florida, which your state there, Buzz, has been doing this in a very particular way over the past several, certainly since uh, Mm -hmm. the year 2000 and that entire debacle in Florida. So so they've been preparing. I mean, they've been calling it uh, on cable news. They've been calling Florida essentially a state that's been dealing with a pandemic for 20 years now or voting as if there's a pandemic for the right. last 20 years now, I should say. Right. So uh, in that regard, uh, obviously there's going to be some vote counts. We're going to have a, a, a solid sense of the early vote, if not mm-hmm. the full vote on the day. So, you know, we could Trump, uh, ha- have a call on Florida, and that's going to make a huge difference in the end. Uh, perhaps more than huge. As I understand it, Trump cannot win this election without winning Florida. Right, right. So uh, it's close, but Biden has a, what I believe, a four-point lead here, the last yeah. I checked. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Democratic voters are very motivated and turning out so far in much bigger numbers. And the Nate Silver projection for the state of Texas Ohio's is silver. now uh, <laughs> is now exactly tied. It yeah, is tied. Yeah, it's scary. The, yeah, 45-45 is where the Nate Silver that's, average is right now. That's great. And uh, uh, Bloomberg is spending uh, $15 million in both Ohio and Texas, two oh. very close races. Oh. I am seeing I am seeing some pessimism about Texas, but mm-hmm. uh, if you look at the polls, there's reason to be uh, a little pessimistic. If you look at all the polls, a little reason to be pessimistic about uh, what the result will be in Texas, except 
the early voting numbers sort of belie the polls. Yeah. The early voting numbers indicate that it, Texas is very much in play. The very fact that it is in play, I think, is an exceptional yes. sign for the yes. outcome of all of this. And so if Texas is in play, that means a lot of the states that were traditional swing states might actually be solidly for Joe Biden. I mean, some of the polling aggregates are, are kind of telling us that right now. But, I mean, I'm at this point right now where I've just, uh, I've got all the polling forecasts all laid out as tabs on my browser. And I'm looking at each and every one of them. But at the same time, I'm going... Oh, fuck it. Can we just get to it? Let us just yeah. get to this and have the goddamn result. Right now, I'm thinking this is my early, early projection, and I'm not okay. calling a winner or anything like that. There's no way. If I see one damn balloon <laughs> between now and Election Day. But my guess right now is that it's either going to be dangerously close on Election uh -huh. Night or right. it's going to be an Obama 2008-style landslide, talking about mm -hmm. somewhere in the range of maybe 350 electoral votes for Joe Biden, somewhere in that ballpark. So, If there, if there is a landslide, I predict it, it has the potential to be bigger than Obama's. Right. I, I'm, there's, there's tremendous enthusiasm yeah. among uh, black voters. The polls show that uh, black voters are turning out uh, mm -hmm. like crazy this year. Uh, yeah. uh, certainly, uh, ones uh, blacks who didn't vote in 2016, and this is true for whites and young people and a lot of other demographics, people who did not turn out in 2016 yeah. uh, are turning out this year. Uh, new voter registrations. Democrats lead in new voter registrations as we go into this election. Mm -hmm. Massively. Uh, yeah. By massive margins. Yeah. Uh, these are all very good signs and all very bad signs for an incumbent president. That's right. I mean, Donald Trump has awakened a sleeping giant. And I think yes. that may be if he loses, that may be the story of this election. That the American people expanded the voting base of this country to be able to bring in all kinds of culturally left-leaning citizens who are now active voters. And I think that's crucial for not only defeating Donald Trump, but maintaining some sort of governing authority uh, from election to election to election moving forward. So that this, whatever this is, this deformed movement uh, that was once the Republican Party, now occupied by Trumpism, uh, has got to be a permanently marginalized uh, faction, an opposition party at the very best. They want to sit over there and scream and throw shit at each other, throw shit at us. Fine, just stay away from the levers of power. And that's what I hope that this coalition will do. That's what I hope all these new voters will continue to do uh, moving forward. I hope that this crisis is a lasting lesson for the American people moving forward, that we can't allow this to happen again. I think Vice did a focus group recently, and I saw a clip today from that focus group. And this one participant in the group said that the reason she voted for Trump was it was kind of a joke. She went into the voting booth, she sat mm -hmm. there, she w mm -hmm. figured, oh, he's not going to win, so hmm, right. I don't like Hillary, so... <sighs> okay, I'm voting for Donald Trump, and it was really kind of a joke, she said. I don't like Hillary was a huge excuse in 2016 for yeah. Democrats, Republicans, independents. Uh, that was a big reason 
honestly, <clears throat> for Clinton's loss. She yeah. was not the ideal candidate, and nobody knew Trump would do that well. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of regret. There's a lot of buyer's remorse now. A lot of uh, we're finding more and more. Um, it, but and it shows in the numbers. We're finding more and more voters who voted for Trump in 2016 and will not vote for him this time. Yep. So you have them. You have the new voters. You have seniors turning on Trump. You have women organizing against Trump. Uh, you have blacks turning out against Trump. Uh, the guy is screwed. He's just screwed at this yeah. point, and he's he's done it himself. I I hope in regard to your remarks about Republican demise, I I hope indeed that happens. I think uh, we're in a good position for that. Mm -hmm. What we all have to remember is they still have a stranglehold on state governments. Uh, we could force them to become a somewhat regional party, yeah. but uh, this is a good time, as, as good a time as any, to remind people that local elections are so important, mm -hmm. and voting all the way down the ballot uh, you know, we were saying earlier in the campaign, vote blue no matter who. Well, now we're saying uh, vote blue all the way through. <laughs> there you uh, go. Yeah, yeah and, and that's so important. And in elections to come, uh, local elections to come, uh, the, the votes are so important if we intend to finish off the Republican Party as it deserves. Well, going back to this uh, vice focus group participant, I just wanted to add here that her yeah. view that she voted for Donald Trump as a joke, that's a right. major part of the problem here. I mean, part of it, yeah. the public view of the presidency has become so murky and diseducated. I mean, so skewed uh -huh. into the realm of, I don't know, reality show host or w whatever people are seeing as the presidency, just an inconsequential right. uh, role in the American government. That has got to be ended that attitude voters are handing over the nuclear codes to nincompoops because <laughs> yes. it's a joke it's a joke right. to them we can no longer well, exist as a republic if that is the prevailing attitude among uh, even a fraction of, of voters I, entering the voting booth i i think i think that's a factor i i don't know that that's a big big factor i think the big factor was people voting for somebody who would go in and turn over the furniture. Yeah. They just thought he was going to do it better than this. Right. They they voted for somebody they thought was a businessman. They have since found out he's a fraud. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, th th that those are probably bigger reasons for Trump's success than people who voted for him as a joke. But there was that, too. Yeah. It's all of these things together. Uh, and uh, that's why I think there's so much buyer's remorse uh, about electing Trump uh, and seeing uh, voters, uh, massive uh, segments of demographics turning against Trump. I think it's a longer-term problem than just one that's immediate to this election. It's one of those things yes. where we've just kind of, over the years, we've kind of figured, oh, it's just, it's this nonsensical post. It's just a joke. We're voting on well, the uh, Bachelor. You know, we're doing a, an American yeah. Idol voting process here, and it, uh, and it doesn't make any that, difference. Part of that is I worked with a guy who uh, preached uh, that it doesn't matter who's president. Mm -hmm. The president doesn't do anything anyway i think we have found out in is. this presidency that and and i think that's where that uh, sort of not taking the office seriously comes from yeah. donald trump turned it into a clown circus yeah but but <laughs> even before donald trump there was a perception among many well, it doesn't matter who's president it's all right. symbolic anyway you can't really do anything so i'll vote for the person i like yeah or, or i'll vote against the person i don't like 
Uh, this year, this four years, we've found out that uh, that attitude has consequences, mm -hmm. negative consequences. Yes, it does. Oh, God, does it. Well, yeah. I, I urge you to take a look at my uh, salon piece. It's linked all yes. over my social media. I think I tweeted about it like 12 times today. I just want to get it out there <laughs> because uh, I just right. if I can convince a couple of people to drop their mm -hmm. votes for Trump or, or drop their votes for a third party candidate or whatever and vote yes. for Joe Biden and all of this to do the right thing. Uh, my work will have been done here. Plus, I say a few nice things about uh, our old friend Chez uh, to start things off. Oh, very nice. So, very um, nice. But let's get into, we'll, we'll return to the election in a little bit here, but I want to get into oh. the Barrett confirmation and <laughs> let the payback begin, Moscow yep. Mitch, you a-hole. I mean, this is... A phenomenal exercise in uh, like YouTube comment trolling coming from the Republican Party. I mean, this is nothing new. They've been behaving like comment trolls forever now. And mm -hmm. so it's no surprise that after the confirmation vote yesterday uh, that the House Judiciary Republicans uh, mm -hmm. posted that Amy Barrett has been confirmed and happy birthday, Hillary Clinton. Go yeah. Fuck yourself. Fuck them. Fuck them. Right. Yes. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> you have taken a hardline stance on all of this, and I love every second of it. You are refusing to use the acronym uh, ACB. That's no longer a thing, and none of us should be using it. Plus, right. um, well, just, why, don't you, why don't you explain what you've decided to Ace do about her names? First of all, let me just say ACB was picked up and has been spread by Republicans who are trying to equate her to RBG, and yeah. we're, I'm having none of that. No. Uh, I, I urge others to have none of it with me. Uh, but uh, and the, the other part of that is, um, you know, it, 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 I think it honors her too much. Ruth Bader Ginsburg earned her, her honor, earned, mm -hmm. earned us saying her full name. Uh, she earned uh, the nickname by by also being a, a happy, uh, positive person. Earned the the nickname RBG, uh, her her initials. Yeah. Uh, Amy Barrett has done none of these things, and therefore my personal newsroom policy will be not to use Coney again. Mm -hmm. Now I did speak somewhat incorrectly in that tweet, and because I was trying to be colloquial and trying to be more relatable so more people would sort of understand what I'm coming from. Coney is her maiden name, yeah. not not her middle name. Uh, her, her middle name, <laughs> in case you wondered, <laughs> is Vivian. Okay. Amy Vivian Coney Barrett, or Barrett, her, her married name. All right. And, and that made me curious, and because I like wasting other people's time, <laughs> uh, I, I, and as, as, as well as my own, uh, I researched uh, the middle names of all of our current Supreme Court justices. Okay, let's hear it. You have Ch Chief Justice John Glover Roberts. Okay, nobody, and that's the and that's another part of the point here. We don't have to use that center name, that that third middle name uh, of Amy Barrett that she uses, right? Because we don't use it for any of the other justices. No, we only did it for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We don't call him John Glover Roberts. No. We don't call we don't call Stephen Breyer Stephen Gerald Breyer. <laughs> we yeah, now here are my two favorite middle names: okay. uh, 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 first Italian and uh, then Latina. Uh, Samuel Anthony Alito. I've always loved the name Anthony. It just has a nice Anthony. Yeah. It couldn't be more Italian. I love it. Yep. Uh, and then uh, 
Sonia Maria Sotomayor. Yeah, that rolls oh, right off the that's tongue. Just, yeah. It's just musical. Mar- Beautiful. Maria. Yeah. I, love, I love Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Michael Kavanaugh. Bre- are you no way? His name yeah, is, his Brett middle Michael. name is not Michael. Brett Michael from sorry. Poison. He is the lead right. singer. What? <laughs> That exactly. is, that's crazy. I had no idea. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Brett Michael Kavanaugh. And here's my favorite funny middle name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, you know, I apologize to anyone whose name is McGill, <laughs> but it's a funny name. Uh, Neil McGill Gorsuch. <laughs> Uh, his, hey, McGill. McGill. I don't know. It's just funny. McGill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, like Jim, what is it? Jimmy McGill, right? Yeah. From, from Breaking Bad. There's something old timey about it. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy McGill. He's coming uh, on McGill. down here. Yeah. McGill, see? Yeah, uh, uh, swimming uh, with the fishes. There are two Supreme Court justices uh, by whom we will never be able to use middle names because they don't have them. Okay. Uh, Elena Kagan has no middle name. Wow. And. And not surprisingly, I don't know why I'm saying this, but but I wasn't surprised to hear that neither does Clarence Thomas. Wow, that's that's it's crazy. No, In modern no times, name. these two people, so. these two Supreme Court justices, have no middle name. Well, I think I think we need to invent middle names for Clarence Thomas and uh, Elena Kagan. And with with Elena yeah. Kagan, I'm going to go <laughs> go with Elena Kagan. I I think her middle name should be Linda. I just it just popped into my head. Elena, Elena Linda Kagan. Linda that Kagan. Works. That yeah, that's, yeah that's why not? Nice. I just yeah. plus I just yeah. love to say the name Linda. And then uh with Clarence Thomas, I'm going with Zippy. Maybe just throw <laughs> Clarence Z <laughs> Thomas. <Yeah. laughs> well, just as his friends call him Zippy. Hey Zippy. Uh-huh. Thank you for uh, letting me waste everyone's time with uh, research. I don't know why I bothered to do. No, really. Again, the the point is, the point is, uh, I see no justification in using Coney in Amy Barrett's name any more than I see calling uh, Neil McGill Gorsuch. McGill, that's name. great. Yeah, yeah. Very uh, Breaking Bad. Very Better Call Saul. I love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, did you have alternative middle names for Amy Coney? No, no, no. You do. Well, no, I've I've made enough bits for today that's just (laughs) i just thought people should be educated because everybody knows coney that nobody knew glover and mcgill and maria (laughs) mcgill i mean it's uh, seriously sounds like a sidekick from a 1940s (laughs) screwball comedy or something that's that's crazy um okay so uh she was confirmed uh yesterday in the senate i think only susan collins uh from the republican side voted against her confirmation so it's uh what 52 48 um the first time yeah first time in in over 150 years that a Supreme Court nominee hasn't gotten at least one opposing party vote. That's right. And I'm wondering, too, uh, what the Democratic strategy here is, because, I mean, other than eliminating the possibility of having a quorum coming out of committee, uh, the Democrats really didn't do anything to try to slow this down. And so that leads me to believe that they've got something else up their sleeve. And I, at least right. I hope they do. I mean, I'm wishing and hoping well, that there is some form of comeuppance because I think we're all sick and fucking tired of being constantly pantsed by Mitch McConnell. I mean, that's what uh-huh. he's been doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he gets away with it because uh, what happens here is 
when Republicans engage in fuckery like this, mm-hmm. it's like, ah, boys will be boys. There they go again. Used Republicans engaging in fuckery. And then when the Democrats try payback, suddenly it's like heads are exploding and the, the oh, yeah. CNN and Van Jones and Chris Saliza and David Brooks. Why? Oh, 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 my God, these Democrats, what are they doing? It's going to be a bloodbath in the midterms. And that's how the dynamics work in this country between these two parties. So. And that has got to fucking stop, don't you it think? Will- it, yeah, I do, and it will not lead to a bloodbath of Democrats. Something else may, but yeah. the, the uh, adding Supreme Court justices just isn't that big a deal. And the fact of the matter is, it's been done seven times in our history, and the fact of the matter is, I think uh, the vast majority of Democrats uh, favor it. Uh, there's yeah. going to be tremendous pressure on Mr. Biden to uh, to consider that strongly as an option. There are actually several things we can do, either uh, separately or in concert, and uh, that is uh, legislation. We can override much of what this 6-3 to three Supreme Court does with legislation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one way. Uh, another method is impeachment. Uh, I'm thinking Kavanaugh. Yeah. I'm thinking Barrett. I'm thinking Clarence Thomas. There's evidence, I believe, against him as well. I think there are grounds to impeach one or two or more of those justices. That's another option, again, that can be used independently or in concert with other moves. And uh, the other, of course, is to expand the court. And there's tremendous pressure on uh, Biden and his administration and his commission. Yeah. Uh, to, to do that. Uh, I've been wrestling with one of our friends uh, today. Hi, Scott. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, know this one. you know, you know, when I do this voice that goes, oh, we're screwed. There's no way we're going to win. I he now has a name. Uh, okay. So I, I know that. And, and bless his heart, because I think he means well, but but he does. I, he, I mean, I don't think he can help himself but to be negative. And I understand, uh, as I said before, why people are negative. But one of the things that Scott mentioned uh, about this was uh, that, that Biden would be using a bipartisan commission to do this. And mm-hmm. Scott was against the idea of, of using a bipartisan. Well, here's the thing. First of all, we have to sell it. And in order to sell it, we need a, a bipartisan commission. But the other thing is, it doesn't matter how bipartisan the commission is a, or whatever its recommendations may be. The, if the Democrats are in power, then what will be what be will be? Uh, the Democrats are not going to take this lying down. Perhaps they have in the past. Mm-hmm. And one of my one of the things I didn't get to say to Scott that I'll say to him now, and, and to say to all the others who who uh, you know are skeptical about this, uh, who who are concerned that the Democrats Scott had said that the Democrats are weak and, mm-hmm. and 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 essentially doomed to fail here, <laughs> you know. And and I don't see that at all. I see a great deal of hope wherever there is resistance, there is hope. Yeah. But Scott is one of those folks I worry who's more concerned about rearranging the furniture than putting out the fire that's consuming the house Mm -hmm. right now you know scott you're right in many of your criticisms of the democratic party and we absolutely positively have to get to those reforms i i don't disagree with that at all but not right now. Right <laughs> exactly. now, right now, we are trying to win an election, and having some guy as part of our troop of soldiers, mm-hmm. having one of the soldiers say, "Oh, we're screwed. We're going to lose. There's nothing we can do," uh, does not freaking help. Yeah. So yeah. I would advise everyone who has that attitude. Again, I know where the attitude comes from, but stand the f down because we have big, important work 
to do right now, perhaps, and indeed the most important work in our nation's history. Well, two things about that. First of all, we have to win the election first. But second of all, the process of putting together a bipartisan commission to study this, we're talking about a bipartisan mm. commission of historians and political scientists, right, experts right. in the court and constitutional right. scholars and so on. The, the point of that is, as you said, to, to sell it, to package it in a way that is digestible to the American and people who might be on and the fence about this whole thing. And to make it fair. Right. Yeah, there, there you right. go. But it also assuages some of the people like the aforementioned Chris Saliza and David Brooks. It kind of calms them down. Well, look, we're not just doing, we're not running into this unilaterally and starting to uh, throw around the tyranny of the majority. What we're doing here is we're being reasonable and we're bringing in lots of voices to weigh in on this topic before we hand down a decision. But the ultimate takeaway is there will be a decision. There will be some, if if the Democrats control the Senate, if the Democrats have a trifecta, which again is still, I mean, it's the, the election hasn't happened yet, but if, but if that outcome occurs, then the Democrats will do something to remedy this. Uh, and that is my and sincere Bob, hope because the pantsing and, has got to stop. And Bob, yeah. I'm going to be like 80 Bryant with Michael Che on Saturday Night Live. And Bob, <laughs> you know what else? What? Uh, it's, it's now starting to look like, it's now starting to look like uh, the Democrats are going to expand their control of the House as well. Oh, yeah. I just saw yeah. that forecast, too. Yeah, yeah everything's yeah. everything's looking really, really <laughs> positive right now. Of course, the uh, ongoing concern is the the post-traumatic stress of 2016. The, just that, that Not kick the in the same. gut. Yeah. There's no Hillary Clinton this time. There's no uh, notable third-party candidate this time and very little support for, for that, uh, negligible amounts. And the numbers we're seeing in early voting and voting by mail and voter turnout, biggest voter turnout. Uh, the la at last check, it we're on track to have the biggest turnout since 1908. 1908. Yeah. 1908. And we could beat that. It could become the greatest percentage turnout in American history. I really, really hope so. And it's looking that way. And the bigger the turnout is, the better news it is uh, for Democrats. So right. fingers crossed, everything right. crossed. Uh, it's just right. we're, we're one week away from knowing something. But at the very least, one week from right now, we'll be done with all the campaign shit and we'll be on to declaring a winner. And I think that's I the hope most so. important aspect. I hope so. And then, of course, we have still the fearful uh, period between the election and oh, yeah. uh, the inauguration we have the even more fearful period between the election and uh, declared clear winner uh, depending on whether there is a delay or not again overwhelming this is why turnout is so important this is why even if we have already voted it is upon us to get other people to vote while there's still time uh and if you're mailing your ballot uh, it may already be too late by the time you hear this. It probably is. Yeah. So if you have a mail ballot and you haven't mailed it yet, uh, march it down to the local election office, easily Googled, uh, and, and get that sucker in and take somebody with you uh, because we need every single vote. We need this to be, as Bob and I have said for months and months, this has to be a landslide. This needs mm -hmm. to be uh, a rebuke of Donald Trump and not just a victory for Joe Biden. You know me, Buzz. I sometimes borrow <laughs> trouble, as they say. I sometimes <laughs> think of things yeah, that only make today. only make my stress uh, increase a thousandfold. And everyone right. else's, by proxy, everyone else's stress who's listening to my voice. Uh, something popped into my head 
the other night about what might happen during a Donald Trump lame duck session that I want to talk about. It's an outlandish thing. Uh, there's oh, very little it. chance of happening. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it right after <laughs> right after we talk about. Oh. Plexiderm. Uh, okay, well, now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back into our everyday autumn groove. The kids are back at school and the leaves are changing color, falling to their deaths. If you listen carefully, you can hear their screaming. And with so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and to look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you're going to look 10 years younger. We're talking about Photoshop in a can here, folks. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes and the results are going to last for hours so you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole damn time you can try a six application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 1-800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal this order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee so you make sure you like it make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm visit buyplx.com slash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code sexy liberal at checkout. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. No, this is not the uh, brand new U2 single. This is uh, from Los Angeles, state to state. One of our faves here on the show. There's a song called Bring Out Your Dead. And uh, right off of their No Bounds album. Link in the description to support state to state and all of the indie bands here we play on the show. Brand new indie music countdown coming up this weekend. BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit. Oh, man, it's such a pleasure to play all these songs. I can't wait to put them all together this weekend. That's going to be so much fun. Uh, it's a pleasure to hear them. I love the show. And uh, that Bring Out Your Dad, pretty appropriate for Halloween. Yes, indeed. yes, it was. Also, uh, on Friday's After Party, I played that clip from Monty Python, the uh, Bring Out Your Dad oh, yes. clip. So, yeah, of course, I had to play State to State, Bring Out Your Dad. Uh, not dead yet. Okay, so speaking of things not dead yet, the Trump presidency yes. has not quite ended, but we're on the verge of that. But here's... As I teased before the commercial, here, here's the crazy thought that popped into my head. And okay. again, these are things, I mean, I regularly do this. I don't know if you know this about me, but I regularly like try to think of the most outlandish things that Trump could possibly do because so often we've said to ourselves, ah, he will never do that. Right. And then suddenly, right. oh my God, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> That's kind of been the thing, the the way we all react during the Trump crisis for the last three and a half years. So my crazy thought was if he loses during uh -huh. the lame duck session. Right. What if he decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to redesign the White House. So let's bulldoze the whole goddamn building. Let's destroy uh -huh. the White House because look at these amazing plans I have for the brand new White House. And he's going to make it look official, but he's actually going to tear down the White House so Joe Biden can't move into the White House. 
when he's uh, inaugurated. I mean, it, it sounds, yeah. it sounds it's, crazy, uh, doesn't it's it? A little, but, it's a little out there. I think he's more prone to internal destruction. Yeah. Uh, and, and really specifically, and for me, the, the big story of the week is uh, his executive order last Wednesday night mm-hmm. to uh, make it possible for a president to fire as many, most of our nonpartisan civil service employees yeah. and replace them with political lackeys. Yes. This is this is what authoritarian governments mm-hmm. do. This is not what we do in the United States, but Trump has voted to make it possible. The goodish news is that uh, the uh, he doesn't, He's not. It doesn't expect to get the recommendations from his department heads and agencies uh, until uh, January nineteenth. Oh my the bad God. news is. The bad news is that gives him a day and a half to mass fire uh, scientists uh, and and other economists and other professionals mm-hmm. in government uh, in the day and a half he has before Joe Biden takes office, and possibly replace them if he has a list ready of Trump loyalists yeah. in that last 36 hours uh before before Biden takes office uh, thereby sabotaging uh, at least temporarily a Biden presidency. There you go. And it's all part of this process that he's been engaged in for some time now, which is oh, yeah, to yeah, install as many loyalists into the bureaucracy as he possibly can. So they will do his bidding. I mean, that's one of the many dangers of a second Military, term. Yeah. EPA, and so on. State Department, Justice Department, absolutely. Okay, well, before we get into uh, more discussion, I have more to say on uh, Amy Barrett and that confirmation, in particular, Joe Scarborough quote that I thought was, oh, uh, was okay. interesting, too, is a, a portent right. of what's to uh, what's to come in all of this, see, mm-hmm. about re- reforming the court system. But before we get into that, I think you've got a top five list that we need to talk about here. We do. I, it couldn't be more timely, Bob. Here, here they are today, the top five things you can expect to hear on Halloween this year. All right. Top five things you can expect to hear on Halloween this year. Number five, trick or test. <laughs> Number four, does the mask go over the mask or under the mask? <laughs> That's my favorite. That's so good. <laughs> Number three, these Skittles taste like hand sanitizer. Poor kids. Number two, number two, that last house gave me a T-shirt from Sturgis. And the number one thing you will hear this Halloween, is that your costume or is there a fly on your head? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> they're creepy and they're kooky. His face is orange kabuki. They've acted kind of crooky. The Donald family. Their house of destination. A viral infestation. Avoid that whole location. The Donald family. I want to be nasty. Do you mind? Tweet. And this is their new hoax. Deceit. So send him and his clansmen All to Uzbekistan's men You know that we can't stand him The Donald's family Talking about Mike and the great yeah. Buzz Burbank with another top five list. Yes, uh, <laughs> these Skittles taste like hand sanitizer <laughs> That's going to be There's going to be a lot of kids going around going 
Why does it taste like burning, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> These are the things you'll hear. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of Rocky Mountain Mike, we might as well do this now. You know, huh? we're all radio guys. Rocky Mountain Mike is right. a radio guy. You're a radio guy. Yes. I'm a radio guy. You guys have been radio guys longer than I've been a radio guy. I'm going to try to work on the phrase radio guy a couple more times here. <laughs> um, and one of the great bits, one of the things that I remember as a kid listening to, I think we all remember, wow. those of us who remember back to uh, broadcast radio in the 1970s and the 1980s are all the fun morning zoo bits that used sure. to happen. And one of the great morning zoo bits was when they used to cut together like a news report, but instead of actual clips of people saying things, yes. th they're clips from songs to be Dickie, serve as punchlines to the jokes, right? I think it was Dickie Goodman, I think was the name of the artist who, and I use the term artist loosely, uh, who would... <laughs> Pretend to be uh, would pretend to be kind of a hack news reporter, man right. on the street kind of thing, and he would ask uh, figures in the news certain questions, and then they would play a line from a song yeah. as that politician's response to the question. Uh, they were, oh, I'd give them a C minus, but okay. they got they they got heavy they got heavy radio play. There were a lot of them, uh, especially <laughs> okay. I think back in the seventies. Yeah. Well, Rocky Mountain Mike carrying on that tradition of Dickie yes. Goodman oh, good. and, and bringing Reviving his, it. his very own election 2020 special report. We are here at the second debate. President Trump, what did they tell you the mute button would do? <laughs> Mr. Trump, if you lose the election, what will you do? Well, <laughs> In the previous debate, you had a message for the Proud Boys. What was it? And what else? We're speaking with Joe Biden. Sir, when did you start your political career? In the winter of 65. Mr. Biden, what was the most important thing you said in the first debate? Back to Mr. Trump. It has been revealed you have a secret Chinese bank account. Who is in charge of that? My little China girl. Sir, you recently had a controversy <laughs> with 60 Minutes. What did you say to Leslie Stahl? Mr. Trump, what exactly is the substance to the Hunter Biden laptop story? Absolutely. We're speaking with Vice President Pence. Sir, there are rumors about you having the coronavirus. What do you say to that? I went to see the doctor today. And what did he say? And now one of the president's supporters. Sir, why would you go to a Trump rally? Let's speak now with Dr. Fauci. Sir, what is your official title? They call me Dr. Love. They call me Dr. Love. You have been working on the pandemic all year long with the president. What would you say about his understanding of the virus? Don't know much We're speaking now with voters all over. <laughs> First, Texas. Sir, what do you have to do to get to a ballot box? And once you get there, what's your biggest concern with voting then? There's a man with a gun over there. Now a voter in Maine. Miss Susan Collins has now said she will vote against Amy Coney Barrett. <laughs> what do you think? It's too late, baby, now. It's too late. Once again, Mr. Trump, on November 3rd, what is it you think voters will say to you? Get the road, Jack, and that's it from here. Back to you. Oh, there he is. Rocky Mountain yeah, Mike. Thank you for that special report, Mike. <laughs> great, great job. He did, you know, that's a lot of work, and he did a great job yeah. with it. 
And and so we we want to thank him for that. And mm-hmm. and I mean this with the greatest of love. We want to thank him for reminding us why we don't make those records anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of news this week. Apparently, yes, yeah, yeah there sure was. There sure was. But you know, I and and I don't blame. I, I this idea occurred to me. Yeah, I don't have nearly the energy that Rocky Mike no, does no, no, for no. producing this stuff. But we needed, we needed that. I'm glad, and I'm, <laughs> I thank him for it. I had about enough energy to make bits for about six months, uh, sometime back in 2015, and then I was just like, ah, I don't have the time. I don't have any more time. <laughs> so thanks to Rocky Mountain Mike for filling in those blanks so uh i almost said amy coney barrett fuck me oh Uh, you 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 may do that i'm just not going well i need to follow the rules here i mean we've established (laughs) now that the that out with coney no more goddamn coney and that might be the title of the show no more goddamn coney so she uh, is permanently tainted with trump's stink at this point and it's not just the fact that donald trump nominated her but it's also that she appeared last night for this partisan rollout event at the White Second House. One. Yeah. It just stuck more of Trump's disgusting stink on her. That, yes. And, yeah. and and her and her own disgust, disgusting stink. Yeah. Uh, she did this voluntarily. This wasn't mm-hmm. necessary. Many justices are sworn in uh, privately uh, in the Supreme Court itself in a somber ceremony. Yeah. This isn't done uh, publicly. This is a guy. Uh, this is a, a justice chosen by Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's got her out there on the White House lawn for what is essentially certainly a very partisan event, if not a campaign event, in the week leading up to the election. Uh, This couldn't be more naked partisanship on the part of Amy Barrett. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly, we know where Trump's coming from, but Amy Barrett has shown her colors here uh, by by allowing herself to be, uh, and in fact, eagerly joining this spectacle. Yeah, and this is yet another reason why expanding the court, I think, is necessary. Because we have the, to. Yeah. They've left us no... I'm sorry, I said this last week, and I, you can't say it loudly enough. They have left us no choice, and I, and I want Biden to hear this, and I mm-hmm. want his administration and his commission to hear this. The, the courts throughout this country, federal courts have been stacked badly by, by Republicans over these last four years. It's what they do. It's what they have done instead of, say, providing pandemic relief. Yeah. Uh, they, they, no, they would rather confirm judges, and that's what they're doing. Conservatives, usually young judges who get these jobs for lifetimes, and most of them inexperienced or unexperienced or uh, completely unqualified. It isn't about qualifications. It's about filling the courts with conservatives. They have stacked the courts. It is upon us, and they have left us no choice but to fix it. And I think they've installed, what, five justices in the last 30 years, despite the fact that the Republicans have only won the popular vote for the presidency once. And so this has become just this partisan football. And 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 they've cheated, and they've bent the rules. All bets are off this at this point yeah we have been nice guys for too long mm-hmm. uh, we we have no somebody ought to get that phone we uh <laughs> we we have been too too nice for too long and it's it's time to get serious they have left us no choice we have no choice if we expect to balance out the court if we expect to get things done and we can work around a six to three court i think to a large extent with legislation but uh we've got to fix this uh, i i love the idea of 18 year term limits with each president getting to pick two justices, yeah. having it patterned that way, mm-hmm. so that no party yeah. can ever stack the Supreme Court 
uh, and make it a political tool or weapon again. That's exactly right. And my next point is, how were you able to hear my phone? I couldn't hear my phone, and it's in the same room as me, and you're, <laughs> you're in Florida, and you heard my phone. That's oh, amazing. That's, that's not the only microphone in your house, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who said radio guys go deaf after a while? What? Um, <laughs> so uh, about this appearance last night at the White House with Amy yes. Barrett with uh, the shit monster, uh, according to Jake Tapper, a uh, Republican consultant messaged him about this event. And the quote uh-huh. is, if I'm huh, ACB, I don't uh-huh. go to this. Looks bad and she doesn't need him anymore. Well, that's exactly right. And this is a Republican consultant, mind you. Right. He's like, right. yeah, no, no. Looks Why very she? bad. Yeah, she's already been confirmed. She doesn't need Donald Trump anymore. She, I mean, cause there's no way he can withdraw her nomination after she's been confirmed by the Senate. I guess maybe there's a possibility before she's actually sworn in. But she was sworn in, wasn't she? She was sworn in last night by Clarence Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> there was supposed to be a second swearing in today. I'm not okay. sure what, I don't remember what that's all about. I, I, I seem to recall two swearings in for previous justices. Uh, and whether or not her second swearing in has occurred, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. But the, the thought has been that she could be voting on cases as early as today. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I called him Clarence Thomas. I should be referring to him by his middle name, Zippy. Yeah. Yes. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Clarence, no middle name, Thomas. <laughs> so oral arguments in the Affordable Care Act begin November 10th. The best case, as far as I'm concerned, the best case that I see coming out of this is that the Supreme Court strikes down the mandate but uh-huh. keeps the rest of the law in place, which is what the appeals right. court in New Orleans did. That was their decision. The mandate is unconstitutional, but the rest of the law can stand. Now, the original drive behind this, the reason why Donald Trump and Bill Barr decided not to continue to defend in this particular case is right. because they're hoping that the original judge who handed this down, the federal judge in Texas, uh, Reed O'Connor, I think is his name, uh, he was the guy who said, well, with no mandate, there's no law. You can't have this mm-hmm. law without the mandate, which is, I think it has something to do with the reconciliation vote on, there was a second piece of legislation that was a reconciliation vote. It may have something to do with that, but no other court has made that decision uh, from what I'm aware of. The, the appeals court certainly didn't. And so it would be highly unusual for the Supreme Court to overturn the, you know, what the appeals court said or to contradict it. It wouldn't surprise me if we got a sort of a split ruling uh, in yeah. that way. And and I think we can expect those sorts of rulings on, for example, abortion rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's necessarily a plan afoot to outlaw abortion except by sm- a thousand cuts. Yeah. Uh, they, they plan to do it in, in little bits and as they have been already. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the plan is to continue to erode abortion rights without necessarily wiping them out completely there may come a day when they will but right now i think the plan is to take it step by step and i think that's the same plan uh with this yeah and it doesn't uh, mitigate the urgency of all of this but it certainly lends some perspective insofar as uh i think abortion rights reproductive rights will continue to be the law of the land in the blue states, it's mm-hmm. the women who live, and certainly the young women who live in the red states, where reproductive rights are most in danger of being repealed, those are the women we need to worry about. Uh, local elections. Again, this is yeah. the importance of local elections. Your state, I know it sounds boring, but your state representatives, your city councils, your county commissions, uh, from top to bottom, uh, you, you need to get in there to make some changes. Because while mm. we were all sleeping... 
The Republicans not overtook, not only took over the judiciary, but they took over our state houses. Mm-hmm. They have managed, and as they as they do this final destructive act of confirming Amy Barrett on their way out the door, because they know they're headed out the door. Yeah, uh, this is their way of locking in the minority rule mm-hmm. that they have worked so hard to establish uh, in our state legislatures and in our courts. Well, uh, Joe Scarborough appears to be in favor of expanding the courts, at Ooh, least good. in philosophy here, because uh, Mitch McConnell was on the floor of the Senate last night, I think after the vote, trolling everybody like this slimy, slippery uh, a-hole that he is. I wish he were on the floor. (laughs) And uh, he must have been, because it looks like he's rotting from the hands up for some reason. Although yesterday I did notice he had some hand makeup on to cover up whatever is wrong with the necrosis that's setting in on his extremities. (laughs) It looked like he uh, snapped the Infinity Gauntlet at, at an inopportune time. And it kind of took his hand away. Uh, But Joe Scarborough said this to Mitch McConnell on Twitter. He said, Mitch, every word you say here will be true for Democrats whenever they control the Senate and the White Uh House. In our constitutional republic, that includes changing the size of the court, as did Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Jackson, Lincoln, and Grant, and a standing ovation for Joe Scarborough for being on the right side of this. And we need people like Joe Scarborough to help champion uh, this process, otherwise, it's not going to go. Because there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people saying, "We ah, we can, we got to move on. We got to uh, forget about the, what happened. We need to move on, move forward with the country." No, we can't this move about, on without without comeuppance for this. For the for the Biden administration, uh, there will be a somewhat delicate line to watch. I don't think it's terribly delicate, but a little bit. Yeah, and, and that that line is simply this: uh, justice without revenge. Mm-hmm. This isn't about getting even. This is about fixing things and about finding and achieving justice. That's Mm -hmm. what, and we have to. We just, we have an obligation. We've let it slide before. I saw it written today that if we had not, if we had, for for not jailing Nixon uh, for Watergate, that gave us Trump. Yeah. For for not uh, punishing legally the Bush administration, uh, the first one for the Iran Contra scandal, we we got ourselves Trump. Yeah. We have allowed too many things to slide, and that after what we've just been through has to stop here. Because now we're talking about hundreds of thousands of deaths. We're talking about. Probably close to half a million deaths before mm-hmm. Donald Trump's first term is over. Half a million deaths, by certainly a half million deaths by February 28th. Yeah. If we stay on the track we're on, that is where we had a half million people, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. a half million Americans, moms, dads, sisters, brothers, a half million of them. Uh, I, I find it, I'm going to find it hard to listen to remarks about the 3,000 people we lost on 9-11. As god-awful as that was, and I, I wouldn't diminish it in any way, this too is an attack on our country, but this yeah. time by a virus. And the difference is this time the government has decided not to defend the American people. That's right. I want to talk about the surrender monkeys here in, in just a second. Right. But there's never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks, of course. From increasing group events to school reopenings to the approaching fall flu season, wearing a face mask is the first line of defense against getting sick. The director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask was more important than getting a vaccine. When 
when it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country. Only respirator face masks provide medical-grade protection, and only FDA-authorized respirator masks provide the quality required. The New Deal Shop.com has FDA-authorized respirator masks ready to ship now, and every pouch comes with verifiable anti-fraud labeling so you know they work. Trust the masks medical professionals are using. Go to thenewdealshop.com and get FDA-authorized U.S.-tested respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping for my listeners. Bulk pricing is available so you can get the masks you need affordably and quickly. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get FDA-authorized respirator masks. Keep yourself and keep your family safer and healthier this fall. That's thenewdealshop.com. Thank you. Bob Seska. music or at least to me we just got this in today this is the sound of science and a song called february ends link in the wow. description to uh, support this music i i love 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 this song it reminds me of uh of david bowie i think it's got a, I, like a bowie sound to it don't it has that feel to it that yeah. almost from that era and there's nothing wrong with that no very very nicely done that's uh that may have hit potential. That's, oh, I think so. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a beautiful piece of music, and uh, I was just so thrilled to hear it. This is one of those songs where yeah. immediately as it kicks in, I go, oh, this is great. Oh, I can't wait to play this. All on the Countdown, which will be on yep. this coming weekend, the, the Halloween edition of the Bob Seska Show's Indie Music Countdown. Yes, in fact, it'll be the, uh, what do they call it? What's the day after Halloween? Is it All Souls Day? Is that the... The day, the, yeah, also, day yeah. the day of the dead. Yeah, day of the dead. Yeah, it'll be. I'll be recording on November one, Sunday. This Sunday, I'll be recording and, and releasing everything, so it'll be ready for you on your uh, Monday morning commute. Perfect. Uh, yeah, right. Day before the election, the day we do our Tuesday show. Monday, we're doing or, our Tuesday show on Monday. Or listen at work. That's right. Please do <laughs> listen at work. Break the rules. That's the best way to listen when it's risky. <laughs> That's right. uh, let's one last thing before we uh, wrap up for the day. I know it's a longer than normal wow. show, but uh, I want to talk about the 60 Minutes Trump interview the other day. Um, we covered this a little bit last week when Trump released the uh, video himself, but to see it put together by 60 Minutes, yes. to see Leslie Stahl's side of it uh, was uh, even more informative than the uh, than just seeing oh, sure. Donald, Donald Trump's behavior, in which one of the things he did is he had to had to drink that water with two hands again, which no mm. normal human above the age of two actually does. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how anyone watches that, especially when contrasted with even his own vice president, who, despite uh, all of Mike Pence's fuckery and weird ideas uh, and paleo-conservative attitudes, uh, I mean, Mike Pence comes off as infinitely more presidential than Donald Trump does, and that's and not, yet and yeah. yet and yet says nothing. I cannot <laughs> yeah. listen 
I, I cannot listen to Mike Pence. Go ahead, ask me any question that you would like to ask Vice President Mike Pence. <laughs> uh, Mr. Vice President, why is Donald Trump trying to repeal the Affordable Care Act right here in the middle of a pandemic? Well, uh, Bob, the American people uh, are looking for uh, leadership and uh, a better health care than they've seen so far. And uh, Donald Trump has pledged to deliver that. Uh, that's it. It's always yeah, going to be, so your, it's going to come with the interviewer's name. Uh, the phrase, the American people yeah. will be in there somewhere. Mm. And uh, somehow he will sidetrack from the question. These are things you can count on. Yeah. Never effing listen to Mike Pence. I, I can't I can't do it. I such, mean, such as hard hack, as it is. Yeah, yeah as hard, that's exactly what it is, Bob. As hard <laughs> as it is to listen to Donald Trump, I, I find it even more infuriating to listen to, to Pence. Wow. Uh, I, and I love what uh, Barack Obama said, uh, well, nearly everything, but especially about Trump uh, walking out of that 60 Minutes interview. If he can't handle... 60 minutes, he can't handle a dictator. That's right. He had to run away. Brave Sir Donald ran away. Brave yeah. Sir Donald ran away. Yeah. It's a Rocky Mountain Mike day. Ran away, <laughs> away he did. Brave, brave that. Sir Donald. When reporters asked about what he said, he bravely turned his tail and fled, and he hid right there behind his desk, and he chickened out. Whiny, whiny, whiny. <laughs> wow. Yeah, whiny. That, by the way, is Mike's greatest accomplishment, in my opinion, is that is that song, that jingle. We needed that. It's just so on target, and it never, ever, 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 ever gets old. Yeah. So you nailed it with Mike Pence and saying the American people a lot, because one yeah. of the things I always notice is whenever he says something, he's like, well, President Trump is going to do his very best to... Uh, Protect people with pre-existing conditions. I know it. You know it, Leslie. The, the American the, people know it. <laughs> the American people know he speaks his mind. Uh, I know yeah, it. Yeah, President yeah. Trump knows it. The American people know it. And uh, Leslie, <laughs> this is, he's such a phony baloney. And that's the thing. But even the being worst. a phony baloney, he's much more composed than his boss. Who's, he is more presidential. Toddler. And, and 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 were he ever to have the job, and I wouldn't rule that out with pardon season coming up, coming yeah. up. But uh, should he ever have the job of, uh, you know, at least he knows the machinations of government. Yeah, he's uh, a creep, not to be trusted. He will uh, wreck this country uh, to, to the extent that he can. Fear for LGBTQ rights and a lot of other things, voting rights and a lot of other things. If he were to be in power, uh, but at least he understands how government works. Uh, Trump is a chaos agent. Leslie Stahl's a lot of things. A hard-nosed interviewer, she is not. And uh, But yet, even uh -huh. after what was basically like, I mean, she was just hitting the top shelf things, just the very superficial Trump things, and he had his little hissy fit and stormed off like he normally does. But now the Red Hats are sending Leslie Stahl all these death threats. She's now got around-the-clock security after her family received death threats following the 60 Minutes interview with Donald Trump. Broadcast Not surprised. On the, yeah, yeah. According to law enforcement sources, multiple other sources who spoke to TMZ, a death threat call was reported to the Los Angeles Police Department around 9 a.m. local time on Thursday, October 22nd. That call, which was made to the home of one of Saul's immediate family members on the West Coast, came just two days after the president walked out of an interview just hours before the White House released 38 minutes of uh, the interview on social media, etc. So, obviously, the highest quality people. 
uh, these red hats. And uh, you know, and and we have to be concerned with this. Uh, there, there is, uh, there's a violent crowd out there. You've seen the social media videos of mm-hmm. white guys going off about wearing a mask, or a white woman going off yeah. uh, of refusing to wear a mask. I don't believe I've seen any videos of people of color uh, refusing to wear masks. No. I, they may exist, but. I only see the white people yeah. and uh, men, especially. And what I noticed, and the lady in the in the uh, Starbucks, I believe it was, and a guy in a store, uh, the, two of which two videos we've seen in the last twenty four hours on Twitter. Uh, in both of these cases, I'm aghast at the incredible anger mm-hmm. that's demonstrated. I mean, these folks are about to explode. Yeah. Now they're individuals. Uh, they're going to give us trouble. Uh, there may be small groups of them. I don't think we have to worry about civil war, but we do have to worry about all these angry people who are going to be even angrier when yeah. the election results come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're going to have sporadic violence. I don't doubt it. I don't think it isn't anything law enforcement cannot counteract and control to a mm-hmm. large extent, yeah. but I but I do think it's going to happen. I'm afraid. It's it, Judging from the anger that we're seeing, mm-hmm. it seems likely. Yeah, and the president's going to encourage it, too. I mean, while he's in, all in his for... Way. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. all, while he's all for fighting a battle against, you know, protesters, while he's all right. for, you know, sending out his own red hats to commit acts of violence against protesters, against random people, against Leslie Stahl, for God's sake, right. at the same time, Fuck it. We're not going to even deal with the pandemic anymore. We are, as Mark Meadows said uh, this weekend, he said, we're not going to control the pandemic. So they are surrendering. I mean, that's the official word from the White House chief of staff. We surrender. This is too hard for us. We can't do the job. I mean, that's what they are saying. I mean, we have had how many presidents in our history have dealt with some form of pandemic or another? I'm talking about modern presidents. We don't want to go back to smallpox during the Civil War or something like that. I'm talking about with the uh, advent of the CDC and the World Health Organization. There's no excuse why things have gone this sour uh, for this long, other than the fact that uh, the president's just not capable of doing the job. And now, I don't, seven months, eight months into this, well, we give up. We surrender. I don't know what we could have done differently except uh, understand the cues earlier. I remember using the phrase in more than one newscast at the start of this pandemic, you are on your own. Yeah. Uh, it's been apparent since the beginning we have been on our own, mm-hmm. that there has been no intention to help the nation or to protect the nation from this pandemic. There yeah. has only been an effort to protect the economy, and that hasn't worked either because you can't fix the economy until you end the pandemic. That's right. So, uh, and, and the American people know this now, most of us. Uh, there are those, that angry minority that will vote for Trump and be terribly disappointed when he loses, but yeah. uh, there is an incredible momentum out there right now mm-hmm. uh, to get rid of the not only him, but the Republicans. That's right. I know it, you know it, the American people know it, Buzz Burbank knows it, <laughs> Mike Pence knows it. Well, uh, folks, shit. Bob Bob always speaks his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I That's I right. would say I would say I don't know where the time went, but I think a lot of it went to that middle name bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh shit. Well, it was a fun 
fun, fun show. Always, Good. always a fun show. Yes, indeed. And more fun shows coming up later this week. Uh, Wednesday, we got Rachel Bittacoffer, as I was saying before. Also, a very special secret guest on Thursday. And uh, also, I don't think there's going to be an after party on Friday. I know everyone's disappointed on our Patreon page. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Bob, you can do a thousand shows a week. <laughs> Kimberly's mom has a, a very important surgery on Friday, oh, so Kimberly's oh, got to go be, well. with her, be with her mom. Yeah, she's. I think she's having a hip replacement, so uh, Kimberly's wow. going to go and stay uh, with her mom for a while and, and take care of her. Be uh, Nurse Kimberly, and uh, so it's, that's yeah, it's exciting. It's, always, and, it's yeah. always good to be more hip. Well, it's exciting because she'll be her mom will be able to kind of get around again, uh, which yes. she hasn't been able to do from the, the pain of uh, a bum hip. Yeah, yeah. So best best wishes to uh, Kimberly's mom and to Kimberly Absolutely. for uh, going up and taking care of uh, taking care of her mom there. So, but no, that the upshot is no after party on Friday because of uh, a prior commitment. Um, okay, well, we got the postmortem show coming up next. That's happening. Uh, we're going to keep on talking here. I think we're going to get into uh, some more election things, maybe uh, talk about some polls. I don't know. Whatever the hell comes up <laughs> during the last uh, 10, 15 minutes of this program. Whatever it is. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. It is. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's worth the money. I'm not saying nothing, but it's going to be fun. Uh, so get ready for that. That's happening on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. If you sign up at $5 a month, you get two postmortem shows a week after this music is done playing. We keep on talking. And we make it its own show. Uh, we call it bonus content sometimes, and we put it on our Patreon page for your enjoyment and edification. Uh, meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment every Thursday. I assume this week it's going to be three and a half hours long, <laughs> probably, with all the news. Buzz Burbank I'm News thinking, and Comment. I'm, I'm thinking about sleeping in Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> BuzzBurbank.com, uh, RealmNetwork.com, everywhere you get your podcasts, BuzzBurbank News and Comment, five-star ratings and reviews for all of your favorite shows, including those on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. It is your podcast, Superstation, SexyLiberal.com. Yeah. Go there, sign up, and uh, listen, why don't you? All right, postmortem coming up next, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. With so many changes going on in the world nowadays, it feels like every day there's something new. But there's one thing that you can count on. It's that looking good often makes you feel really good, too. And we could all use just a little bit more of that. If you have under eye bags, dark circles, or crow's feet, imagine that those things are gone, vanished, without making an appointment with a plastic surgeon or leaving the house. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly reduces the signs of aging in just 10 minutes and lasts up to 10 hours. Add some confidence in your life, knowing you look your best, even if you're having a makeup-free day. Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody's going to know that you're using it unless you tell them, and that's why guys like it too. And Plexiderm works great with oil-free makeup. Today, you can try a six-day application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit www.buyplx.com voices or call 800-685-1292 and give the code Voices. Order today. Shipping is free and it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com slash voices or call 800-685-1292 and say the code voices at checkout. Thank you.